50 Reasons to Visit Ireland. My name is Caitlin, and I spent a semester in Ireland. My name is Joe, and I spent the first 22 years of my life in Ireland. We both currently work at Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. We're breaking down many things that make Ireland such a spectacular destination. It's an overused phrase, as we say, but there really is something for everyone there, and we intend to prove that. We have various themes we'll focus on, and within those themes we'll count up from 1 all the way through to 50. Our current theme is arts and culture, and today, reason 14 is language, and more specifically, the Irish language. Caitlin, yes. is it time to change our intro yet? Uh, Do we need to freshen things up for the next episode? Maybe. Something worth thinking perhaps, about. Keep perhaps. People, keep people on their toes. I know we've been saying kind of, yeah, the same thing in for case, the most in part. In case they're skipping that 30 seconds, <laughs> that's, you know, could be missing something really, Maybe really we important. could jazz it up a bit. What do yeah, you think? I think see. so. I think so. All right. Well, mental note for next time. So the Irish language is something that I have gotten a bit more familiar with. Uh, as opposed to the Gaelic language? As opposed to, yes. And you told me, maybe an episode or two ago, you said Gaelic, Irish Gaelic, you said there's there's this whole thing. Yes. And let's, let's talk about that some more. So let's break that down. Okay, so the Irish language is not the only one that has its roots in kind of Celtic culture and... Um, goes way back I guess it's I think it's the oldest written vernacular in the world or all of Europe or something like that but it dates back to a kind of a Celtic language and I think to own stones but I'm not going to get into that uh, but basically it has roots in Ireland Scotland and the Isle of Man and I think it's called the Goitelic language was what it was called back then but obviously that's um you know, moved on and been pronounced Gaelic since. So, there is Scots Gaelic, there is Manx Gaelic, and there is Irish Gaelic, okay? So, technically, there's nothing too wrong with saying Gaelic to talk about the Irish language. Unless you're talking to me, you're somebody who <laughs> takes offence to that, somebody actually Irish. But the... The language in Scotland that does have its roots in that is still called Scots Gaelic. Okay. And the Isle of Man one is still called Manx Gaelic. Manx but Gaelic. M-A-N-X, yes. Have you ever heard of a Manx cat? I have not. A Manx cat is a cat without a tail, or it's a type of cat, but it's one that doesn't have a tail. Hmm. And it's uh, from the Isle of Man? Isle of Man, yeah. Oh, so. very good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they still hold on to the Gaelic because... Um, because Scottish, the Scottish language refers to something that has some like German roots in it or something, so it needs German. that. German. Yeah, I I didn't read into it too wow. much because we're talking about Ireland right now. Yes. But the Irish Gaelic language or the mm. Irish language could only be referring to one type of language. Hence, there's no need for the Gaelic anymore, and it's been dropped over the centuries hmm. and is just referred to as Irish or the Irish language. Interesting. So. That's something I didn't know, and I'm sure a lot of people listening would not have there known either. There you go, either. folks. That's Irish language 101 there for you, you right go. there. And that's Boom. the difference between Gaelic and Podcast Irish over, and right? Irish Gaelic. The end, huh? Yes. So, uh, since 
you had quite a different experience in school, especially when it comes to learning languages. What was it like learning Irish in school over? I am very proud of where I came from. Yes. And I love Ireland and I love its culture and everything. But learning Irish in school was the worst. <laughs> and it was it's not that it's a terrible language actually. I do quite like the language itself, but it was the way it was taught to us in school was just terrible. In what way? I mean, was it It wasn't taught to you to learn the language. It was taught to you to pass your tests. Oh, that's so, that's true with a lot of subjects yeah, though, I think, yeah. right? But the worst part is like we had to do it for 14 years straight. 14 years. <laughs> and I'm years. still out of school here and I'm still teaching Caitlin ba- bad <laughs> Irish after researching it because I don't know how to speak it. Wow. I do wow. I mean I have some words and I have whatever but I I could not hold a conversation My and it's it's sad after 14 years 14 of years. and I think that maybe they do need to go back and take a look at that and make it a little more fun and a little more maybe adjust want, it a bit want huh? to learn yeah wow yeah. wow I took two years of French so I took mean, f- that was 14. that was rough enough yeah, but took five 14 years, of French, years. Yeah. my goodness mm-hmm. my goodness uh so obviously with languages you know sometimes you'll find roots of other languages within. I mean, Latin, of course, is, is a big one. Latin mm-hmm. is the root of all the Romance languages. What would you say are similarities between Irish and English? Um, from Old Irish, there's probably not that much. Mm-hmm. But obviously, over the years, with new words being invented mm-hmm. and whatever, and with... Um, the Irish language being introduced into the English language and English language being introduced into Irish to, you know, replace new words. Um, there is definitely a little more crossover now. And even though I have a feeling Irish as a language is going to die a little bit more, unfortunately, we'll find out I, don't think, I don't think we're ever going to lose it fully because a lot of the way Irish people speak, they have... Um, adopted some Irish words into their English vernacular into okay, the, that language okay. and it's all that's always going to be part of the way Irish people speak which is which is which is good yeah sure sure yeah. very good very good well let's break down some history uh some background info this is always the fun part of every this episode this is the fun part get your party hats on everybody Irish is the national and first official language of the republic and it's officially recognized as a minority language in Northern Ireland. It dates back to as early as 4 AD, which blows my mind. Um, Who spoke Irish through the years? Well, today it's mostly spoken in rural areas, which we'll get into more later on, but centuries ago it was both urban and rural. A study conducted in 2012 concluded that 1.77 million people in the world could speak Irish. However, Jill, only some 77,000 or so said they could actually speak it daily outside of classroom. So like you said, mm-hmm. you know, you go 14 years learning it, but can you really have a conversation? Do you really use it too much outside of Neil classroom? Neil Sagam, Caitlin. Neil Sagam. <laughs> Except when you're... That means I don't know. No, okay. I, I, I think. I was going to say, unless, unless, <laughs> unless you're doing 50 Reasons podcast, then, yeah, then you a, use it, right? There's a few phrases like that, Neil Sagam, that come in useful. Okay. I, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Je ne sais pas in French, exactly, you know, there yeah. you go. So let's take a look at why the Irish language started to decline. First off, you've got English rule. 
um, the English and, you know, the British monarchy in general saw Irish as a threat to all things English. Um, it was a big no-no. The Catholic Church had a strong support for the use of English over Irish, and, you know, Ireland is a country where religion is very dominant. So you've got people who are, you know, wanting to learn whatever language will suit their religion, and they have to learn English, and Irish dies out. The spread of bilingualism is starting, uh, you've got, in the 1750s, so that's a movement that starts growing. And of course, there are things like the Great Famine, where many speakers died or emigrated, and then through emigrating, they adopted the new language. And on that, and this is just me talking through my mouth hole, um, in other countries, it seems that they are quite bilingual, like in, you know... Germany and Spain and whatever, they do grow up with their first language, but they're as good as the rest of us with English, but they do keep their native language, you know, as sure. as number one, sure. whereas that didn't happen in Ireland. I think what you said about immigration there, but also the influence of England is, mm. is the huge, huge, you know, defining a, force a behind that, part. I think. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Over time, you had something called deglossa going on. Uh, and this is basically when two languages are used by the same community in different social and economic situations. You also had a generation of Irish-speaking people who didn't speak any English. Then those people had children who were bilingual who could speak Irish and English. And then, as the times changed, those people had children who only spoke English because they had to adapt through the times. Mm -hmm. So... Very interesting things going on here. By the mid-18th century, English was a language of the Catholic middle class, the Catholic church, and public intellectuals, especially in the east of the country. By the end of the late 19th century, a Gaelic revival was launched uh, by the Gaelic League to bring back the language and encourage people to use and learn it, but sadly, few adults mastered it. It wasn't as, as mm -hmm. big of a movement as they had hoped for. And I think, again, that goes down to the fact that Ireland is a small country and sure. not many people on the island and they are the only ones that would speak that language so the the idea of trying to learn it when English is really taking it over mm -hmm. it, it's kind of understandable why it didn't really take exactly. off exactly where else are they going to use it sure so how many people speak Irish in Ireland today well studies show about 140,000 in the republic and 104,000 in northern Ireland so um, the numbers are far higher in the south Today in the Republic, Irish, as Joe mentioned, is a required subject of study in all schools. There's been a bit of a debate about uh, many students who fail to achieve competence in the language. Um, and after 14 years, let's... Hey, I passed my exams, okay? That's, <laughs> that's what they wanted me to do, and that's what I did. I will, I will take your word for it. Uh, you've also got some dialects that are found within this language. So you've got the traditional, and then you've got the urban, modern kind of a feel to it. Differences um, in these are noticed in stress, intonation, vocabulary, and structural features. Now, is this something that you have noticed yourself in Ireland, would you say? Um, so again, uh, what the point you're actually kind of going to get on to next is yeah. the... Um, well, I guess it's not next, it's, it's part of this, but yeah there is a noted difference between okay. Munster, Connacht, Ulster, Irish. They're all different in their own various ways and it used to be a real problem for us because part of our Irish exams that we took, one of them was an aural test where you'd listen. It was called the tape test, we called it because you, you literally listened to tapes at the time the 
the teacher or the examiner would put a tape into a cassette player or whatever and press the play button and I'm, then I'm totally thinking of 13 Reasons Why right now. <laughs> yeah, we're we're watching 13 Reasons Why on Netflix right now and that's all about cassette tapes and whatnot. Continue but Joe. The um the tape test would always start with Le Anishko Kuramak Erdo Screwed Fall Pair Natraraka Augusna Keshtana Hagawan Le Kridj Ah. Sounds very nice. And then you'd turn over the tape and it'd say the exact same thing except it'd be Kridj B. Oh. Um, but then after that, you did not know what was going to happen. Usually it would be a, a young person or an old person or whatever would be literally telling their story for a couple of minutes. Oh. But they could be from Donegal or they could be from Kerry or they could be... And it was a huge thing where they were going to be from, whether oh, you wow. could understand what the hell they were saying or not. Because Donegal Irish used to be really difficult to uh, to know and they used to use different words and phrasing for different now, easy things. Were your teachers understanding about that? Like, you know, that, obviously you know, it was a, it was a big it. it was a big thing they had to teach us. Yeah. Okay. That was it okay. was like and this is how you introduce yourself in Donegal Irish compared to or this is how they might phrase it or this is how thick they might lay on the, the accent. It was wow, a, yeah. Wow. It well going off of what Joe said, um, let's talk about the regions where Gaelic I'm not gonna say Gaelic, I'm gonna say Irish. Let's talk about the regions <laughs> where Irish is spoken. They are called Gaeltacht. Did I say that right? Yeah. Or do you not pronounce the C part? Gaeltacht or Gaeltacht? Or neither? What was the difference? I kind of said the C before the T. Gaeltacht. Gaeltacht. Yeah. yeah? You, you said it really well a couple of episodes ago without really? without any prompting. Oh, you can even, we just you edit that the... <laughs> into this one? Can we go back? It's a region in Ireland where Irish is still spoken daily and is considered a first language. The population of fluent Irish speakers within these regions is estimated to be between 20,000 to 30,000. These regions were first officially recognized during the 1920s in the early years of the Irish Free State. All of this was influenced by the Gaelic Revival, as I mentioned earlier, which aimed to de-Anglicize Ireland from the British and, of course, had a strong, prominent focus on all things Irish. It was a crucial time for the Irish finding their identity, and much of that came with the language. You got a study in 2015 that showed of the 155 electoral divisions in the Gale Talked, there are only 21 communities where Irish is spoken on a daily basis. The seven counties you'll find Irish spoken in today, as Joe mentioned, are Donegal, Galway, Mayo, Kerry, Cork, Meath, and Waterford. The strongest Gale talked areas are South Connemara, the west of the Dingle Peninsula, and northwest Donegal. These areas are sometimes referred to as, oh god, Fior Gale talked Fear is probably easier. Fear. Yeah. Fear. F-I-O-R is fear. 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 Okay, okay. Fear Gale talked which means true Gale talked this term is used for places where more than half of the population speaks Irish. Um, other large Gaeltacht regions are County Galway and the Aran Islands. So you've got all sorts of places that if you wish to see, wish you see, if you wish to hear this spoken, you can check them out. And an interesting thing on that is there are some really small pockets of Gaeltacht areas. There's one just outside Galway on kind of the Munavay Road area there. It's a really small designated Gaeltacht area, but if you wanted to be, um, if you're into your theories and stuff, in Gaeltacht areas, companies are given big tax breaks to 
come in and oh. <laughs> start businesses and stuff. So, um, Interesting. yeah, you'll see inside that particular year. That's our next there's endeavor. A, there's a lot of different, After we're done with this. different big companies um, set up within the area, even though I'm not sure it's a kind of a true Gaeltacht area, but mm. I guess that's, that's just me. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, going off of that, a few major spots worth visiting. You've got Dingle, as we've talked about in past episodes. This is a fishing village and a tourist hotspot. Irish is mainly spoken in the privacy of one's own home, so you're not going to hear it on the streets. You're not going to hear it necessarily in a pub. However, uh, if you drive down the peninsula, you can check out places like Bale on Fairterraga. Balia on Fairterraga. I'm losing it. I'm sorry. I'm not even sure. Fairterraga. I'm where sure, where it is more commonly spoken, anyway, and it's beautiful. Balia there means town. Oh, okay. very good. Okay, so, all yeah. right. The learning continues. Yeah. Okay. An uh, interesting thing on Dingle that I've told you before, and you should listen in past episodes, is the naming of the it. town Dingle, Dingle on Dangan, because they had a big fight and whatever over the naming of the town and whether it should be in Irish or English or Irish and English. And there was a big vote, and it was it made national news for quite a while. I think I remember, yeah, yeah I remember so hearing about go that. Go back and listen to the Dingle Do it, do it right now. Pause this, and then you can come back <laughs> later, where you'll hear about Galway, which is the next uh, little spot the um, best county on Ireland my list. And the world. <laughs> wonder where you're from, Joe. <laughs> this is considered the heart of Connacht. Connacht, yeah. Connacht, okay. The heart of Connacht. Known for its windy mountains, stone walls, and peat bogs. Uh, you've got the Aran Islands in Galway, which contain a lot of what is thought of as Old Ireland, um, and a lot of Irish is spoken in this area. This Definitely, yeah. Somewhere I really want to go to. I would love to kind of take in that type of an environment. Connemara is another place to check out. Um, it's home to Loch Carib, the largest lake in the Republic. Twelve Bends, Kylemore, and of course National Park, which again, we've talked about all these before, we won't get into them too much, but they're just things worth noting, right? And again, as we were trying to explain to the intern yesterday, Connemara is a huge region of Galway. If you go west of Galway a few miles, you're in Connemara, and you are in there for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. Um, And within that area, a lot of Irish is spoken, and a lot of the towns are still named mostly in Irish. So you'll have Barna and Carraro, which is on Cafarua, and you'll have um, other towns. <laughs> other <laughs> I, places I, that I'm are drawing cool. a blank. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot, and they're very, very Irish names. And even we used to play football against some of these teams or whatever, and we never knew what they were saying to each other. Because a lot of the times when you're playing football against each other, you'd pick up, you know, watch out for number there, your man with the head whatever but they'd be saying it in Irish and we wouldn't really understand what they were saying and oh, it, no. it felt like they had an unfair advantage I would way, say so they could understand the Irish I and the English I would say so. so my goodness yeah. uh, last but not least on my list here is Carraro. Uh this is a small town that peaks in population during the summer months uh, because you've got people who come specifically to learn the Irish language so much to talk about here yeah this is again when we were in school we didn't even really know what the Gaeltacht regions were the Gaeltacht to us was something different it's like are you going to the Gaeltacht this summer because anybody who wants to be a teacher or wants to go on to college to study anything related to Ireland needed to know the Irish language better so they within the Gaeltacht regions they ran summer schools for Irish and it was really strict you'd live with a local family 
and you would go to the um, you'd go to the Gaeltacht school but while you were there as soon as you got into the Gaeltacht region you were not allowed to speak English some of them were more strict than others but within the house you'd have to speak to the Bananchi in Irish you'd have to speak in class in Irish and if wow. you you know I think it was a three strikes and you're out rule in some really? places yeah, really really very strict. I when I went to school in Jordanstown uh, for a semester I had a class with a girl who told me all about that she said yeah she said I'm going this summer and I'm, I'm a little nervous I'm not great at my Irish so I don't know how it's gonna go mm -hmm. but I've heard it it should be okay and she was telling me all about living with the family and everything I never went thankfully so I you didn't didn't. <laughs> I, I only heard the stories <laughs> oh my goodness well, outside of Ireland, uh, the only official Gale talked is, believe it or not, Ontario, Canada, which you would not think, but kind of cool. They keep the language alive by celebrating the language, hosting art festivals, summer camps, classes, Irish dance, music, Gaelic games, and most importantly, speaking Irish. And of course, this is not all of Ontario. This Good is just Canadians. a part of, exactly, a part of Ontario. Sad to say, uh, it's predicted that by 2025, Irish will no longer be the primary language in Gaeltacht areas. That's not my prediction. That's what the government said or mm -hmm. whatever. Sad stuff. The Educational Council for Gaeltacht has foreseen many of the currently existing schools won't be teaching by Irish 2025. And part of it is, like, bad funding um, and just a lack of support from mm -hmm. the community as well yeah. to keep it going. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to say something. Okay. No, but it's, um, there has been a talk ever since, I think, since I left school, really, there's been a talk about whether Irish should be compulsory or not in school because it is, it, it could be seen that it's holding the language back because you are basing it around the whole test-based system and not mm -hmm. on, not for people who literally want to learn it for the love of the language sure. and for, to actually learn it because it's, it does, it makes it really hard to learn it when you're learning off pages and pages verbatim and that's the way especially after junior starts so for the last two years I learned Irish it was literally we'd get a handout every day and you just have to learn it off uh, and be able, to, be able to spout it back. That and, was a lot of school for me yeah. too not that language of course but when you're learning something you shouldn't learn it just to pass a test yeah. you know so why have these regions died out over the years why why is Irish dying out in general in those regions well you've got the arrival of non-Irish speaking people as we mentioned the English of course years and years ago there's pressure from the English-speaking community, and new ways have really seemed to outlive the old. I mean, the modern world is taking over. I'm about to uh, butcher something. Joe's got a smirk on his face, so... <laughs> Even I'm not sure how to pronounce this word, so... On Cogdine... Kaijin, I'd say. Kaijin, damn it. On Kaijin... Afigul. Not too bad. Afigul. Afigul. Yeah. Okay, yeah. on Kaijin Afigul, mm -hmm. right? Yep. This is the standard language taught in most schools in Ireland. I, I guess this is that's what it's referred to. The the I'm not yeah. sure. It's the, the syllabus, I guess. Okay, kind of the okay, the syllabus. Think about it, okay, all right. It was developed in the 1950s and 60s, and it was created to simplify Irish spelling by removing a lot of the silent letters uh, and to provide a standard written form of the language that was mutually intelligible by the speakers. Forgot to remove some uh, superfluous letters from Offagul <laughs> to start. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Uh, so where can this be heard? Well, as with other forms of culture, the Irish brought their language, as Joe mentioned, with them to other areas of the world. 
uh, you'll find Scottish Gaelic in Scotland, for example. You can also hear it in places in North America, as I mentioned, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Argentina, and other parts in Britain. And anywhere where there's an Irish person after a few drinks around the world. There you go. And they'll pretend that they know what they're talking about there you because go. they've done 14 years of Irish And no Irish one else can school. tell them otherwise, right? Exactly. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a great advertisement on the TV in Ireland a few years ago um, where it, there was a group of guys out and some girls were chatting them up. It was obviously... They were outside of Ireland. They were on a on a vacation somewhere. Okay. And they were like, speak some Irish. So he was... <laughs> Talk Irish to me. So <laughs> he obviously, like the rest of us, had done his 14 years in school and knew some words, but didn't know how to put it together, but also knew that the attractive females he was talking to had no idea what he was talking to about either. Sure, so he'd sure. be, he was spouting some stuff off, and then it was, Cunis Bohr Colleen Banya, which means... Colleen means girl. Which means quiet, road, girl, milk. So, <laughs> and then it cuts away and it comes back and then he goes, Sharon Lee Violon, which is an Irish newsreader. She's, that's her name. <laughs> so, so it was a, it's a pretty funny thing. And then anytime there's any question of anybody getting asked to speak Irish at any stage, it's now it's become a thing that anybody nice. says, Cunis Bohr, Colleen Banya. Nice, nice. Yeah. We should share that if we can find it, oh, I yeah. think. We should share that in the show notes. I can't even remember what the ad is for, which oh. is, shows it was bad marketing, but at the same time... <laughs> same hey, we're talking about it now, so... I think it might have been Heineken or something. I'll Couldn't have been too bad. Yeah. Speaking of pop culture, uh, we've got some more references here where Irish is spoken. Um, there is a four-part documentary called No Berla? Got it. Well, I did tell you last week what Berla was, so... <laughs> I know, I know, but still. Uh, yes, this four-part documentary was, was broadcast on the Irish Language Channel, and it highlights this guy who speaks Irish, and he's traveling around Ireland, and he's using only the Irish language to communicate, and he has a lot of problem doing everyday things. Who um, is the guy? Oh, I don't know. I should know. Because I have something to say in a minute. If you continue, but I'll find out who. All right, well, while he's looking at that, yes, um, it's got really, really good reviews, um, and it's, I think it proves a point, you know? He's unable to accomplish these everyday tasks. Yeah, he's just some guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I had to check that out because he is just some guy. He's not just some guy. His mom would tell you otherwise. He's he's like Mangan Machel or something like that. Yeah, well... He's but anyway, cool, the probably. guy, oh, I'm sure he's very cool, but it sounded like another show I was going to tell you about, which is by an ex- an American comedian uh, by the name of Des Bishop, and he has kind of integrated himself into Ireland, and just like a lot of people who do that have become more Irish than the Irish themselves, he a lot of his stand-up shows are making fun of the way Irish people do things, which is fine, because that's, you know, he's coming over from America, and he lives in Ireland now, basically. Sure. Not basically, he has for 10 or 12 years probably. But one of the things he did, he, he does the odd TV show every so often, so he did one on um, working minimum wage jobs for a year or something like that. Okay. And he tried five or six of them, but then he spent some time learning Irish as well. Um, and did a TV show on that. So that was pretty interesting to see... Um, to see him do that and progression. He, he called it in the name of the father because mm. a father is if you're familiar with French it's like an accent over one of the letters and it just changes the pronunciation of the letter and it's a 
play on in the name of the father, I guess. But I um, see, I see. Yeah, he spent probably six episodes or something like that trying to learn Irish and uh, figuring that out. So it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I would say so. Uh-huh. Well, where actually, are some? Actually, at the end of oh, that, then he did release a, he released a song in Irish as well. A song. Yeah, you know the jump around song. Yeah. Jump around. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, Did he perform he it in trans- Irish? He translated it himself in Irish. Oh and, my god, that so sounds it, like a hot mess. Oh, I mean, even just listening to the name, <laughs> jump around in Irish is lame heart. Lame heart. Heart. So yeah, heart. lame heart. Wow. Yeah, no. it wow. Was, it was gonna, not very good. Can you break it down for us? Maybe best <laughs> I moves? I sure am get, not. Get a microphone going. Oh, we do have a microphone, so you're, you're halfway there. Yeah. Where are some more places that you can hear the Irish language and maybe get your Irish culture, as this is our theme of our of our podcast for the these few episodes? Tipperary Ireland is a big one. You can attend the Cullen Summer School that offers an Irish language course catering to all levels. Throughout that course, you'll learn how to talk about locations, archaeology, history, and literary and prominent figureheads. I kind of want to do that. I mean, like, this has been cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, no offense to this teaching. We're gonna, we're <laughs> but, like, but you're a terrible I would like, teacher. <laughs> I would like to go to Tipperary and, and have that. Well, we're going to start a GoFundMe for KP. <laughs> <laughs> please, please make my dream come true. You can also <laughs> check your, out... Your dream from 25 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> you can also check out the National Museum of Ireland. Technically, Joe, there are four sites. Uh, but you've got archaeology... Decorative arts and history and natural history all in Dublin. Uh, and then county life is in Mayo. So and there's a lot of. Country life. And they are full. Freaking A! They are full free, yo. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I actually I met with. That was nice. the, I met with the girl from the Museum of Country Life a couple of weeks ago in Ireland. And I, to my shame, have not been there yet. I'm going to go in May. And it, to looks, your shame. it looks really, really cool. Um, it's in the middle of the country and it, it, you know, is it, it? yeah it, it sure is um, Fun fact. but it does look really cool and I'm I'm excited to go and check jealous. it out maybe that's my other GoFundMe it's part said, of my GoFundMe it's free to go there to you, just have, you just need to well, be in you Ireland. have to get me there you have to get me there maybe my bus fare maybe whatever I have to get there first then you've got the Galway City Museum which has an amazing look at the Irish culture as a whole featuring artifacts and exhibitions pertaining to Irish traditional and folk customs as well. And that's the best museum in the best city in the best county in the best country in the world. So So what you're saying is it's terrible, right? Sure. You're saying it's awful. Yeah. Don't go to Galway, right? <laughs> <laughs> and as we mentioned, of course, earlier, you've got Gale Talked Regions County Galway, Donegal, Kerry, on Dangan. On Dangan, yeah. Yes, he said that earlier, so I'm 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 not ashamed. I'm I'm <laughs> proud that I did get that one right, which is Dingle in County Kerry. You can check out all of those as well. And listen to the different dialects in each one because yes, Donegal is different sure. to Connemara is different to the Kerry Dingle area. Um, so yeah, it gets even more intense. And if you think Donegal people are difficult to understand when they're speaking English, you should try and hear them when they speak Irish. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a wonder to behold. Oh my goodness. It really is impressive. I wish we had somebody who worked here who was from there and then we could have them as like a little guest. Or even somebody who was book. fluent in Irish. Or that too, yes. That would be interesting Sadly. to just have them start spouting some Irish. 
Unfortunately, I am not. As we know, I have to spend. He tries. I have to spend like ten minutes researching for Caitlin and Conch every week, and, and I he still, makes his little slideshow. He's I very still, proud of. Still get it wrong. Though. Mm, I, I well, know for a fact. You don't get it as wrong as I do. So, yeah. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, here we go. Uh, here we go. Let's ever do that. I hid this week's one in last week's folder. Oh my so. god! <laughs> See, you would. Genius. You would. Yeah. So I like that he thinks I would I would sneak. Bother looking because it's <laughs> not, not, not gonna look. help. Given <laughs> a conch, episode fourteen, uh, only thirty six more to go. Sure, oh, yeah. Fine. Counting down, <laughs> counting down. Go. Ta athas on knock rave me a flow I don't know what I don't know what that one is. Gaelig Arshoil. Oh god, I spelled that wrong. Well then, I, spell, I, I, get, a it <laughs> I, I spell, get a free pass. I get a pass. I put a typo in Gaelga there. It should be G-A-E-I-L-G-E. Okay. Oh. But you should know what that is still. I do. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So let's do the phonetic pronunciation. Tha Ahas Urim? Urim. Urim. Urim, yeah. Knock Rome. So I, I had a problem with the row one. Row. It, it's row, yeah. Row. <laughs> but I, wow. didn't, I did not know how else to spell it. Row, like rowling. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tha ahas urum nak row mea olem guelga er squell. Squell. Squell or skull? It, it, again, skull. it depends on who you are, but yes. Dear squell is goodness. what I'm going to go with here. Yeah. Goodness so me. Go back I'm to about Irish. to make a big turd of myself. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I know the word Gaelic. It's not Gaelic. It's Gaelga. Gaelga. But, but it's the Irish language, right? Yes, but yeah. that's not Gaelic. It's Irish, as we talked I'm, about at the I know, top of the episode. I know, but I'm using my, I'm using my little... Your my, old brain. My, my old brain is kicking in. All right. Um, oh, gosh. Um, so I, we'll break it down let's by... Let's break it down. So let's these break it three down. words are the start. So it's blah, blah, blah. That's something, you know, it's, it's break it down. Them three... Um, three more this is one word and then I think you should be able to figure that out at that point so <clears throat> the first part is like a feeling oh a okay. feeling that, that you would have frustration or, or that one would have <laughs> <laughs> uh, technically ashamed <laughs> <laughs> tail between my legs um Dear God, I don't know. Um, Have you a quick guess or will we kind of break it I think it's something about learning Irish in school. Yes, it definitely is. Yes. Very good. Yes. That's that part. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Luckily, I am learning Irish in school. Or, Or happily, or... To my frustration. It's closer. I am learning Irish in school. I learned Irish in school. Pretty much there. Okay, okay. Ooh, I'm happy I did not have to learn Irish at school. I am happy. <laughs> I am very happy. Thank God. All yep. right. <laughs> so, ta office urum means I am happy. I am 
might be. Yeah. Okay, okay. And a fallum or a allum is... I don't like that word. learn. Yep. I, don't, I don't like that. That's that's on my list. Yeah. That's on my list. Oh <laughs> my Gael, gosh. Gaelic school is Irish at school. Okay, okay, all right. So, knockrame is... I did not have or did not... Knockrame... Did not. Okay, okay. Pa ahas erm is a good one to remember out of all of that. Pa ahas erm. Yeah. I am happy. happy. I am happy. Okay. You can say that when you're doing Pa ahas erm that this segment is over. (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) Caitlin out. Yes, Caitlin out. Pots out. And now on to pots and plans. On to our tour for the week and for the reason. Nine day Irish foray is the one we are hitting you up with today hitting you up with that sounds a little i feel like i'm trying hooking you i'm trying to sound cool i don't know what the kids say these days i'm 26 and i feel like i'm way out of out of the loop here and well according to our intern it's old we learned that yesterday so that that was a fun moment uh yes irish foray this has you flying into and out of dublin it's eight nights nine days you can check out while you're in dublin you can check out the national museum of ireland which i mentioned earlier then you spend some time in Donegal. Uh, you can check out Guidor, Gortahork, sure, I'm going to sure. go with, and Narosa, where you'll find some some Irish... Um, I actually have another story. Oh, so story time. I was in Donegal recently, and you might hear more about that next week, we possibly. Talk about it. Um, but when we were there, we were at a specific attraction. I won't say what it was, but we were getting a tour, and some young kid who was working there was cleared the it must have been his boss that was giving us the tour he came running in in a panic there was clearly he had clearly done something wrong but he knew that he was in front of a group of not native irish speakers Ah. (laughs) because a lot of the group i was with were european or american um i was the only irish one so he stood and started spouting off Irish to her, trying to... There was something... I only picked up certain words, but there was definitely some issue in the office and he had made some sort of a paperwork uh, <laughs> malfunction, I guess, and he was hoping that she would be able to fix it for him or whatever. Oh, so no. they were they were speaking back and forth in Irish to and try, and, to to try and sort out. it out. I got some of it. I couldn't... I mean, I could not follow all of it. But That's yeah, cool, was, though. That's your part, right? So. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, maybe you will have, hopefully you won't have a similar experience if you mm-hmm. go to Donegal during this trip. You then spend some time in Galway. Uh, you can check out the Galway City Museum, Connemara, which is not too far away, and the Aran Islands. Which is, to me, the with the Aran Islands and Donegal would be the most real parts of Ireland to me. Like, okay. So authentically to Irish. Hear, to with, hear Irish well, with and the that, old but, Ireland. But also just for the scenery and the old, to see old Ireland okay. as well as still in action, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, next up, you head over to Killarney, where you can check out the Cullen Summer School that I mentioned earlier. Not a far drive from Killarney. And then you end your time in Dublin, where I would just have a pint and toast to a wonderful trip myself. As with all of our self-drive tours, it's important to note that this is simply a suggested itinerary. You have the power to come and go as you please, and if you have places in mind that you'd rather visit in Ireland, or if you want to just include one or two of these events, um, we're happy to help you out, we're happy to give you suggestions, and uh, anything else you want to add? Yeah, we're getting a lot more people looking to trace their family roots and stuff like that, or to, they just want to go to the county that they know that their ancestors are from. 
So yeah, I mean, we can definitely include that in a trip. Very absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We also have an episode on ancestry. If you haven't checked that out, do mm, it. Might have an update on that too. Mm, might, huh? might. Never know. You can find this and the other tours that we've talked about in our past episodes at crystal-travel.com/reasons. And I think that's all we have today, Joe. That Anything is, else? That is us. All right. Well, stay tuned for reason number 15. I don't know why I'm singing right now. Coming out on Monday, April 24th. Damn it. I forgot the bow run again. That is your fault. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Two-fingered drum today. All righty. Uh, give us that drum roll. Yes. Reason 15 is sports. Ooh. Irish sports. To be more specific, Caitlin knows a lot about the subject. Which so is great, much, so. I can talk about it in my <laughs> sleep. It is amazing. I'm so active in Irish sports, so it's going to be great. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. We want to remind you to visit 50reasonspodcast.com for upcoming episodes and our show notes. Find us on Facebook at 50 Reasons Podcast and on Twitter at 50 Reasons Pod. And please, 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 find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment, uh, love us forever, and if you want to start that GoFundMe thing, I mean, by all means, we're not against it. We're going to say no, so, uh, (laughs) until next time, everyone. Slow all, yeah.